welcome everybody to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Zeddy Training Podcast. Ramadan is upon us and uh, at the time of recording, um, it's two days away so I'm hoping this reaches you guys in time. There's been a bit of an issue with uploading um, podcasts over the last kind of uh, three or four episodes. It's come kind of 48 hours after so I should have thought to actually do this well in advance so it comes in time for Ramadan but I'm not going to worry too much about it because hopefully it should be with you guys very soon. So hope you guys are well. Hope you guys are kicking butt and uh, staying alive um, and amongst everything that's happening in the world and keeping safe, most importantly, and following guidelines, most importantly, and staying home. Um, Ramadan is upon us and uh, I wanted to, I didn't get the opportunity to do this last year because we've only been doing the podcast, I, I, well, I think we've been doing it for about a year, but um, in and around this time last year, I didn't get any uh, kind of time to do something like this. So people were asking... Uh, we've got a guide coming out, which should be once you've actually listened to this. So if you're listening to this just now, the guide is already out. But we've got a guide out, so it talks about the food and everything in between. One of the things people um, really wanted was meal ideas and examples and stuff. And like, there's all, I'll talk about it in a minute anyway, but we expanded a bit more on that to make sure that there's lots of examples and ideas as to what you can eat for iftari time and sehari time and in between if you want to snack or hydrate if you want to work out what should you do and uh, we did our best with that so hopefully you find that helpful and some people did want a ramadan one because you know there's a, people out there who actually prefer listening and learning as well so this is what i wanted to do today so not really much in the way of any other back chat or uh, kind of any conversations in between just want to get straight into it so Ramadan is a time that a lot of people start to, well, they use the month for uh, weight loss because obviously you've got the essence and the um, kind of the meaning of the month itself, but then a lot of people are still using it as a means to lose weight. Now, yes, you can lose weight, but it's the same way that you can lose weight if it, if it was not Ramadan. So remember guys, I'll go over this uh, with each podcast just so then it starts to get in your head. And for those that have not listened to previous ones, I'll explain very quickly. Weight loss is the process whereby our body is needing an extra energy source and it starts to use fat as source, as a source, as a fuel source. So every single day we need a certain amount of calories just to be the way we are. So if you're listening to this just now, you need you know a number of calories just to kind of breathe, to live, to carry out essential functions, um, and that keeps your body the way you are. So if you're weighing yourself and you're noticing the scales are not changing much then that means that the food that you're eating now is keeping it there, okay? Now, in order for us to lose weight, lose body fat, what we then do is we cut that supply off. So what we do is we keep those that food intake the same, and then we start to exercise. Or alternatively, we can reduce food, but who the heck wants to do that anyway? So this is why I tell a lot of people you can achieve a, and this is where the word calorie deficit comes from, the that negative energy balance, you can achieve that through exercise alone. And just keeping food in check okay easy does it now obviously this isn't going to be simple for everyone because calorie targets will differ and that's where you need to kind of get more personal into it but this is essentially what weight loss is uh, weight loss encompasses that's all it is it's all about energy how much are you eating 
and how much are you burning? People like to complicate, I'm going to be a little bit direct and a bit kind of honest with you guys, but people like to complicate the utter crap out of weight loss. Uh, they see pages, they see their their favourite Instagrammers, you know, these booty pages and all these, you know, like people that are not, I mean, yes, of course, I've got the qualifications and we have, you know, we're, we're, we're insured and qualified to deal with this kind of stuff, but, uh, and I'm not hating on other pages that are inspiring and, you know, sharing health, health tips uh, and all that kind of good stuff. And that's amazing. So if you're not a fitness page, uh, and you're kind of spreading that word out. That's that's awesome. I, I love to see stuff like that. You have no idea. But the problem lies is when I see people promoting a certain method, you know, as as a as a means to fat loss. Okay, so when people start to promote fasting or keto, or you know, manipulate this to lose weight or drink this in the morning to lose weight, it is utter crap, utter nonsense. Apologies for my language, guys, but so many people are being misled because honestly, weight loss is so simple. The thing is, the reason people are not making it out to be simple or the reason people think it's hard is because you need to be patient with it. Fat is sitting there ready to be lost and it's not going to go away in the space of two weeks, okay? You need to accept that. The sooner you guys can accept this, honestly, I promise you, the easier the process becomes. We've had people, you know, DMing us on Instagram um, as far back as maybe 10 or 11 months ago. And only recently, over the last kind of four months, they've recently, you know, they've kicked into gear because they've been communicating with us. And remember, we answer questions and help people. And over the last four months, a couple of them have started to implement and just be patient. And guess what? The weight's dropping off, okay? You just have to be a little bit patient and understand that fat is very stubborn everywhere, okay? Yeah, we've got more stubborn areas, but fat's generally quite stubborn. The body does not like to lose fat. Uh, or gain muscle it can easily gain uh, body fat because it's just stored energy you just eat more but then it likes to stay it's what we call a state of homeostasis and that just means keeping your body weight or keeping your body and you know the way it is at the moment because humans all we want to do is survive okay now i'm not trying to go back to the time of our ancestors and stuff but essentially even right now your body just wants to survive it doesn't like changing it does not like to you know add muscle it doesn't like to over consume it isn't like to under consume. Okay, so just remember that it's all about energy. How much are you eating and are you burning enough? That's it. Okay, so that's what weight loss is. So the reason I mentioned that is because Ramadan is no different because you can replicate this any other time of the year. It's just that people think you're fasting and because you're starving and because you're not eating for long periods of time, your stomach's rumbling, you're getting lightheaded and you think, cool, this is the fat dropping off. This is what I need to do. And then lo and behold, when they step on the scale a couple of days later, they'll see big, big drops in weight. But then obviously, maybe three or four days after that, they'll start seeing big spikes in weight gain. And they think this is body fat. And in most cases, it's just a lot of water weight. Because when you restrict um, food intake, when you restrict fluids, obviously, especially carbs, because the more carbs you have in your body, uh, the more fluids you retain. And when people cut out foods, especially carbs, they will, they'll see their scale on the their weight, sorry, on the scale, drop down, okay? And then they start attributing whatever um, method they were using, um, you know, for their weight loss. Yeah, you're losing weight, but you're not losing the stuff that you don't like to see. The, you know, the, the stuff that's stopping you from fitting into a wedding dress, that's fitting you into, that's stopping you fitting into clothes, that's, uh, you know, when you walk by in the mirror, you don't like, it's the stuff that jiggles, it's body fat, it's excess body fat, I'm, I'm guessing everyone does not want, okay? Now, we all need some levels of body fat, of course, uh, we don't want to be losing all of it, that's going to be dead. But we do, you know, for those that are listening to this, I'm guessing you want to lose a little bit of body fat, okay? And in order to do that, you just need to remember it's all about the quality of food, how much are you taking in, how much are you burning? And guess what? 
if you want to uh, if you want a little tip here if you want to kind of uh, take that even one step further and just focus purely on body fat and keep some lean muscle and um, lift weights and increase your protein intake and when women do that especially they start to notice their body getting toned and lean over time okay so there's a little uh, fun fact for you but yeah that's uh, that's ramadan okay so that's essentially how the weight loss process works. Now, during Ramadan, you're going to have, you know, so many hours, I, th I believe, now correct me if I'm wrong, but that's going to be anywhere between 17, six, between 16 and 18 hours of fasting. I may have got that wrong, but you've got anywhere between a five to seven hour eating period, okay? So, now, I can't really talk much about the fasting, but if I'm going to give you one tip, especially if you've been exercising before Ramadan and you want to keep your progress and your gains, try, I know it sounds crazy, right, but try and be less... Uh, active okay during this month the reason for that is because when you are in a fasted state your body's going to be tapped out okay it's going to look for an energy source to fuel itself and obviously in most cases it can be muscle mass which is what we don't want but here's a fun fact for you if you've been working really hard over the last couple of weeks and you've noticed you've gained a bit of muscle mass don't worry okay muscle starts to lose its volume meaning you will look a little bit flatter and there's not going to be enough uh, glycogen, which is stored carbohydrates once you've eaten them, uh, and water in them and protein, okay? Now, when you fast, you will lose a bit of muscle volume. You'll notice looking quite, quite flat in the mirror. This can dishearten a lot of people, but even if you do experience that and you then start to experience a bit of muscle loss, you need to remember this. When you've gained muscle, it's a hard process. If you lose it, the body can just as easily gain that back because you've gained it before. So this is why a lot of experienced people can, you know, go through Ramadan, see a bit of drop in weight, drop in muscle mass, and then right after Ramadan finishes, after about six to eight weeks of hard work again, they'll get back to where they were. That's a pretty ideal scenario to be in. So don't worry if this is the case for you just now, and if, if you've done this previously. If you are in a position whereby you've been training hard, don't worry, scale your workouts back, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, work your backside off when Ramadan's finished and you'll notice you'll just get back to where you were previously. You've just lost a bit of muscle volume. You may have lost a little bit of muscle mass, but the body is just um, it is able to gain that back just as fast. Okay, so don't stress about it. Okay, so that's kind of fat loss. That's what you want to be achieving is fat loss. Okay, now during Ramadan, um, you're going to have, you know, so many hours in the day. So just try and be, you know, I know a lot of people are gardening now because of the COVID restrictions um, and the weather. You can continue doing what you can, but try your best not to do anything too energy sapping, okay? The more energy you burn, it'll be putting you into more of a deficit. And when you're fasted, this could be quite detrimental um, for your muscle mass because you might lose a little bit of muscle mass. Like I said, don't worry too much about it, but we want to try and limit that as much as possible, okay? So try and be less active. If you've got kids and stuff, of course, this is not going to be easy. So just do your best here. But whenever you get downtime, just um, chill, really, to be honest. I never thought I'd say this to anyone, you know, don't be active. But during Ramadan, we're trying to preserve energy, okay? Now, that's what I can give you in terms of the fasting period. It's not really much to say. You're fasting and you're kind of doing your thing and you're praying and you're doing what needs to be done, okay? Now, let's talk about foods, all right? So the... The guide that we're going to send out is quite comprehensive. It's got a lot of information in there, so I can't really cover it on the podcast episode today. But generally speaking, this is what I want you to remember, okay? Ramadan is a time that should be no different to any other month in terms of foods, okay? So just remember that. Do not use it as an excuse to stuff yourselves, but equally do not use it as an ex or not even an excuse, don't use it um, to lose weight thinking they are special if dodgy foods that will help you drop that body fat okay now we've been getting this question a lot and i don't blame you guys because i used to think this as well but what are the best ramadan foods to eat there's no special ramadan foods to eat you would just eat the way you are 
um, you know, right now. Because, well, if you're listening to this, Ramadan's probably upon us, well, maybe a day before. But every other time of the year um, is the exact same. You want to eat the exact same way as you are um, at those times of the year, okay? So the only difference is if the time can, sorry, seri time will be a bit different because you can start to manipulate certain foods and have, you know, quote-unquote slow digesting foods and foods that will help you feel fuller for longer, which I'll touch upon in a second. But when it comes to iftari time, people start to panic and they think, will I gain weight during Ramadan? You can gain weight just as easily as you can lose weight during Ramadan uh, and any other time of the year as well. Like I said, it's all about energy. How much are you taking in? Now, it doesn't matter if it's a 24-hour period or a 5-7-hour to seven hour period as it is in Ramadan. You can still gain weight, gain body fat. It's easy. You know, people have kind of seen that before and that's just because they're not paying attention to their food choices. Now, you're hungry you fasted, you've got hormones in the body, you know, that are sending signals from the brain to the stomach that are out of whack, and you just want to eat, okay? Now, obviously, when it's time to eat and a mugger bazan comes on, everyone just runs for the food, but what we're, what I'm going to try and encourage you to do is break your fast, so you're usually, if you're going to have dates, go for it, hydrate, you know, if you want to have a protein shake, go for it, then take a breather, okay? Then pray, do we need to do, and relax, the food's not going anywhere, okay? Then, eat your main meal or whatever it is that you're having. A lot of people are still stuffing themselves before Maghrib and they're just kind of going straight for the food. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because you can, as long as you're, well, if you're going to be praying, then pray. But the problem is you're 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 stuffing down a large volume of food in such a short space of time. And then after you've prayed, you kind of don't want to eat and it just messes up um, kind of your, I don't want to say mess up your body, it doesn't mess up your body, but you start getting lethargic and tired and then it'll give you kind of a false sense of satisfaction and even though you've not eaten enough calories you've just stuffed yourself with such a large volume of food that your stomach is taking time to process it um, and then you can't eat again till seri time and when it comes to seri time you're only having about four or five hundred calories and you've kind of under ate quite a bit so space it out if you can this is the, the number one tip i can give you you're probably thinking how's that a good tip because you, because you're spacing your foods out you're getting you're allowing your body to digest and process the foods okay now digestion is a very long process but when you're going to be putting foods initially after the fasting period, your body will be quite sensitive. So get enough fluids in. I cannot stress that enough. You need to get the organs going. You need to get digestion moving because without any fluids, water especially, you're not going to be able to push the food around the body to get it to where it needs to be. Okay. So when you've broken your fast, eat some dates, drink a heck of a lot of water if you can. And then if you are wanting to keep protein intake high, which is, well, I recommend this to everyone, then have a protein shake, maybe one or two scoops of protein drink, super, then get on with it. Go and pray, do what you need to do, come back and then have your main meal. Now, as to what you should be eating, it can be anything you would have any other time of the year, guys, okay? Now, I'm going to quickly touch upon, before I forget, fried foods. So again, people keep talking about it, and I know a lot of people are kind of limiting this now, which is great, but you don't have to restrict yourself altogether. Okay, you can still have your spring rolls, your samosa, you can have all that, but you just don't want to be having too much of it, obviously, okay, but the problem is during Ramadan, you don't know what's right and what's wrong because you just want to um, stuff yourself and you can, it'll add up and each samosa, I think, oh, depending on how you make it, but that can be anywhere between two and 400 calories per, that's a hell of a lot if you think about it, um, so just limit yourself if you can, okay? Now, if you're going to be having fried foods, I would recommend maybe having it as a starter, okay? So if it's going to be samosa, spring rolls, maybe have one, two at the most, and then you can have your main meal, okay? Now, as to how much 
weight or how much fat can you gain during a study? Well, you can't gain that much body fat. You'll gain a lot of weight. And the reason for that is because when you eat a large volume of food in one sitting, a lot of that's going to be sugars, carbohydrates. Uh, a lot of people forget this, guys. Um, carbs are just sugars at the end of the day. It's just the way they're made up. But once, once they're digested by the body, it gets turned into sugars. Anyway, um, the more carbs you eat, you know, when you take a lot of um, food in one sitting, you will gain a lot of water mass as well, as well as undigesting food. So foods that are still sitting in the gut. Okay, so whenever you check your scale the next morning, you'll notice your weight's going to be quite high. Don't worry. Now, if you consistently overate and did this for a period of four, five, six, seven days and went above your daily calorie needs, remember we spoke about that earlier, then yes, you will notice fat gain. Okay, this is the weight gain that we don't want. Okay, there's two types of weight gain. Remember, guys, there's weight gain in the form of muscle um, and uh, uh, water retention. And, uh, you know, when you have, especially for ladies, when it comes to time of the month, you'll notice bloating and water retention quite a lot and your weight can fluctuate. And the other weight gain is just going to be, you know, body fat with everything else as well we're trying to limit the amount of body fat we gain okay and that can be easily done we do it with our clients every year they don't gain a single ounce of fat either they stay the same or they still drop body fat okay and it's all about how many calories are you eating during iftari and for the rest of the eating period so if you are a calorie person and you're counting calories at the moment and let's say you're eating about 15 to 1600 just do the exact same during ramadan the problem is a lot of people are still panicking because they think, oh, I'm doing this over the course of, you know, a 16, 15 to 16 hour eating period. I don't want to be doing it over the course of five to seven hours because I probably gain fat by eating too much. But that's false. OK, it's all about how much energy over the course of the day. And if your day consists of an eating period of five to seven hours, that's fine. The body does not work in, in such a way whereby it will gain body fat if it um, has a large meal and just, um, you know, two large meals in five to seven hours if you had two large meals in five to seven hours to the point where it went over your calorie um intake then yes you will gain weight but if you had now i don't recommend this but if you had you know four snickers bars you're looking at what eight nine ten maybe twelve hundred calories uh, during the course of iftari and then had a little fruit bowl for steady time you're hitting at 500 uh, 1500 calories or so you're fine you're not going to gain weight you'll probably stay the same if, if, your, if your intake is 1500, you see what I mean? It's all about how much energy are you taking in per, you know, uh, during that time. So don't worry, whatever you have for thirty times, if you want to be a calorie counter, go for it. But generally speaking, if you don't want a calorie count and you want to keep calories healthy and still be good, then your obvious choices are going to be, you know, your grilled options, your pan fried options, your baked ones. If you're going to fry them, maybe try and shallow frying. But um, if you're going to be having some fried goods, you can go for it. I think this year it might be a bit easier because normally when we're doing iftaris, um, you know, in restaurants, takeaway, not takeaway, but restaurants, eating out and stuff, and people calling you over, there's always going to be a large kind of volume of food, and a lot of that will be your fried foods. But I think this year uh, you should try and make a conscious effort to reduce it and just make good tasting, you know, other, other grilled options and stuff. Now, people did ask a lot about roti salad. Can you still have this? Yes, you can. Okay. Now, the guide that we're going to be sending out um, explains all this. But really what you're looking at is the oil. Now, I talk a lot about the oil and I get it's necessary. But when you're measuring your salad and you're making your food, try your very best to use tablespoons as opposed to just blindly putting it in. Because each tablespoon of oil is about 100 to 120 calories, if not more. And when you're just blindly putting it in, you're putting in five, six, seven tablespoons and you don't realize it. And you that's potentially between five and six hundred calories you're putting in that does not need to be there. 
Okay, so even though you're going for taste, um, be quite don't be generous with the oil. I was gonna say be be a little bit stingy with the oil and put just enough in so this taste is still there, but it's not swimming in oil. And this is the biggest culprit during Ramadan that we see when people are having roti salad because they're feeling really stuffed and tired and you know quite full and sick. That's just because their stomach has been starved of food. They should be getting in lots of water, and they should be getting in foods that are not too heavy. And oil is a big culprit. Now, oil's fine, you know, fried foods are fine to have from time to time, but during Ramadan, it's probably not the best idea because when you shove a large volume of food into your body, your body will take its time and it'll be quite, it'll be kind of, um, it'll be shocked in a way when you get, you know, fried foods in large quantities hitting the digestive system and it takes time to process. Um, and that's why people get tired and they get stuffed very easily because it's a bit, fats are very heavy. Remember that, even though it can be easy to overconsume in them, they're quite um, calorie calorie dense as well because compared to protein and carbs, fats are very high in calories. It's got um, nine calories per gram, whereas protein and carbs are four calories per gram. However, I'm not demonizing fats. Everybody needs a good level of fats or a good amount of fats um, per day, but we just need to be careful with us here with what fats are we having and in what amounts. Okay, so roti salad you can still have. Just work your way around it. So if you're you know taking it from the serving bowl or the handy whenever you're going to be taking it out, just be careful you're not taking a lot of oil with it as well. You know, just try and take as much of the the good stuff, okay, the meats and the gravy kind of stuff, and take that out and put it into your plate, and then you're good. How many roti can you have? Again, it differs on body weight and how heavy you are. Um, you know, generally speaking, one medium one will be fine because I'm assuming if you're going to have roti salad, there'll be other things with it as well. Um, whether it be kebabs or shami kebabs is another one as well. You just want to kind of have a bit of everything. Don't just, you know, dive bomb into the one thing. Have a bit of everything because chances are not everything is going to be completely oil-laden and fried and calorie-dense, okay? So you can still have your roti salad and just be very mindful of portion sizes. If you can have roti, go for it as a medium one. If you're a male, then a large one, of course. Uh, if you can if you can go for it, or in my case, maybe three. three. Um, so you can still enjoy it there, okay? Just be very careful with, it, with what you're having. Now, fruits is another one. A lot of people ask, wait a minute, I've been fasting all day, but if I eat sugars, will it not just go to body fat? Um, no, because again, it all comes down to how many calories are you eating? Now, if you ate 10 fruit balls over the course of five to seven hours from Ithari to Sedi, yeah, you're in a position whereby you've just eaten way above your calorie um, needs and you can gain weight if you kept this up for a couple of days. But like I said, having a fruit ball at the end of your meal is not that bad for you. It will aid in your digestion, provide you with the vitamins and minerals that you're not getting otherwise throughout the whole day. And um, it also satisfy a sweet tooth. So sugar cravings is a big one that we get. And normally I think we end up with kind of some form of fruit ball and then you've got maybe some tea at the side or something. See these, like, see these traditional things, guys. These are totally fine, believe it or not. Okay, fruit balls and tea maybe with sweetener ideally, but if you want to have one sugar, go for it. It's not going to be, you know, the end of the world. It's only when the sugar becomes two, becomes three, becomes four, and then it leaves you craving more food because sugar, um, when you're having huge uh, jumps and drops in blood sugar, it can mess with your hunger levels, and that's where it becomes a problem. But having a little bit here and there is totally fine. People get, you know, the kick of a big fuss when we put a post on Instagram and saying, if you want to enjoy a teaspoon of sugar, go for it, and they say, why are you promoting this? This is, um, this is not good. Well. That's false. That's not the way the body works. Okay, what we're not doing is restricting people. The thing is, if you believe that, then chances are you've stumbled upon page or been around people who tell you that you shouldn't be eating certain foods that are restricting you, and that's why. And I, guys, I love every single one of you, and I'm trying to be good and try to help everyone. 
But that's why you're not getting anywhere. It's because you are restricting yourself. And I don't want to see that happen. So please snap out of the whole, you know, avoid this food if you want to lose weight. You should not avoid any food, okay? 80% of your diet should be good quality, wholesome foods. And 20%, you can still enjoy yourself and have, well, you should be enjoying yourself anyway, because you should make your healthy food taste good. But you should still enjoy, you know, a couple of the two digestive biscuits, or whatever it is, whatever it is that you like to do to wind down after the kids are sleeping, okay? Whatever it is, you can still do it. It's all about what do you have over the course of the day? Are you respecting calories and then enjoy yourself, okay? Are you keeping active? So you can still enjoy it, you can still do it. It's all about how many, how much energy you're taking in. Have you taken way above what your body needs? Then you'll gain weight, okay? So don't worry about fruit during your fasting period. Totally fine to have. I encourage, actually, we're encouraging our clients to do this as well, and even the members in the member zone, because it will satisfy a sweet tooth. Now, you've broken your fast, iftari, seti time, and then, you sorry, iftari time, and uh, you're getting on with it. The other thing a lot of people forget is fluid, okay? Now, this is not easy to do when you've gone a long day of fasting. So I recommend keeping water at a nice kind of, um, I don't want to say lukewarm, but just kind of above lukewarm, whatever that could be, and then sipping it throughout the whole day. Having cold water on an empty stomach, I don't know about you guys, but I get this really weird, tough feeling in the back of my throat, so I can't do that. I have kind of warm water throughout the whole five to seven hours. You can invest in one of those water jugs, you know how you get those, those gym cool little jugs that you get, everyone's seen them. You can buy one of them, maybe a two liter one, and sip it throughout the whole day. That's what I would recommend, or the whole night rather. I would recommend that because it gives you a target to hit. But keep water intake high, guys, because especially when it comes to maintaining muscle mass, muscle is uh, 60 to 70, 60 to 80% is water. People keep forgetting that. So you need to make sure you're getting in plenty of water, especially if you've had a lot of food, you need to push that food through your system and into where it needs to go, okay? And if you want to be using the bathroom later as well, which we all need to do, then get in enough water, okay? Now, you've broken your fast, okay? So, you know, you have whatever you want, guys. Like I said, grilled foods, if you want to have a baked potato with tuna, go for it. If you want to have chicken pasta, go for it. Wraps, you know, I'm not sure. Roast chicken, what is it? People like salmon. Lots of things you can do, guys, okay? It's all about eating the way you would any other time of the year. It's just that it brings people together and there's a different significance to it, and that's amazing, okay? However, food choices shouldn't be too dissimilar to any other time of the year. Now, you've broken your, your fast, and now, obviously, if you're going to be praying, you're doing what you need to do. Like this year will be a bit trickier, obviously, with mosques not being open. But in a way, if, if kind of weight loss and fitness is still a goal, it might work in your favor because you're going to be home. So if you're praying at home now, you're 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 reducing the time that you are traveling to the mosque back and uh, back and forth. So um, with that, you'll have a bit maybe about an extra twenty to thirty minutes in the day. So whenever you're praying, keep water with you, keep hydrated. Okay, I cannot stress this. The reason people get really hungry during Ramadan when they're fasting uh, after the first couple of fasts is because they're not getting in enough fluids in their body because water keeps you feeling fuller for longer. So that's why what we've noticed is the clients um, in the past or even people who message us during Ramadan when they tell us you're constantly hungry, I then ask them how much water, you know, there'll be like two glasses of water with the thigh time, one in between and then a cup of water um, for steady time and that was it. That's nothing, okay? You need to increase this and sip on it throughout the day. And then you'll notice, I promise you, you'll notice the next day, the next fast, you won't be feeling as hungry, maybe until you get to about, you know, three or four o'clock. Okay, I promise you. So give that, give that a good go. So make sure you get plenty of water in you. Now, obviously you have, um, you've prayed, so nighttime prayer. So if you're going to go for Isha, well, with the Rabi, it's going to be a bit different this year, obviously. And then a lot of people, depending on what their lifestyle is like, if you're going to be working from home, given what's going on, then that's fine. 
Now, you have a couple of choices here now. This is where the training can come into play. Now, if you want to exercise and work out, this is the time to do it. Now, I don't recommend keeping your intensity and frequency very high during Ramadan because for all these reasons, but if you are going to exercise, do not, I repeat, do not work out fasted, okay? I get, you know, the rationale as to why people would want to do it because they're fasting and there's nothing to burn, so body fat will be burned, but that's not how it works, unfortunately, okay? So I want to save you a waste of your time, guys, and some heartache. Training fasted does not burn body fat, okay? So please stop that. And uh, in fact, your muscles will cramp up quite badly. You're not going to have any fluids and salt and minerals in you, so you're going to, you probably will pass out um, and you will struggle badly, okay, through dehydration. So don't train fasted. The reason I recommend training after each other time is because you've given your, you know, foods had about two hours or so to digest and you've had a lot of fluids in you. You can then train if you wanted to. Your body will be in a somewhat, maybe 70 to 80% fed and hydrated state to actually work out. If you are going to work out, then I would recommend scaling the intensity back. If you're weight training, if you've got weights at home, scale that back as well. You do not want to be training with the same intensity because your body's not going to be able to handle it. Now, I get you're asking me now, well, then how can I maintain my progress and carry on because I'm doing weight loss before? You still can. Because remember, I told you it's all about weight loss is all about calories, okay? So you can even just scale back your workouts. Maybe do three sessions a week. Maybe do three body weight you know, workouts three times a week. If you've got a kettlebell or a dumbbell, brilliant. You can do a 30-minute session three times a week, boom. This way, you're still keeping tension on your muscle. Because remember, muscle, yes, there will be a little bit of muscle loss, but if you give your body a reason to hold on to muscle, it won't go anywhere. It, you'll you'll have the there'll be a high likelihood of you keeping more muscle on. So I use this on Instagram the other day, and a lot of people did like it. Um, the reason astronauts have to train every single day in space for three hours is because there's no gravity there. And when there's no gravity, their muscles and their body's not fighting anything because they're just floating around. So when, if they were not to exercise, their muscle mass would kind of waste away like that, and it would be quite dangerous. So that's why they need to exercise and put some tension on their muscle. So that's why if you were to do some form of exercise, anything for three times a week, give your body, give your um, body a reason. Um, sorry, give your yeah. So when you train muscle and you put attention, your body has a reason, which is what I'm trying to say, um, to hold on to it. Now it's almost that kind of phrase people like to use, which is uh, use it or lose it, and it kind of applies uh, correctly here and appropriately because. If you're not going to be doing any form of training, you can still lose weight, but you may notice a little bit more muscle loss. And that, like I said, don't worry too much about it because you can gain it back if you did it properly afterwards. But if you're if you're a bit more focused and you want to kind of limit the amount of muscle loss um, that you experience during Ramadan, then please, you know, you can do three workouts a week, keep the muscle under tension, and your body will then have a reason to hold on to it. Provided, keyword. You're getting in enough protein okay throughout the the whole month so make sure you're getting in enough of that so if you're going to be training do it after each time you drink plenty of fluids you you can even drink one of those look as they drinks or something some sugars to get you um you know in a, in a kind of a in a state where you can actually push some weight if you're going to be weight training because remember sugars and carbs are power our workouts now that's if you are if you're not then that's fine if you're going to be going to going to sleep during this time and waking back up again for seti time then what I would recommend is having a little snack if you can. So this is where I would recommend having a snack that you like. So my favorite one actually is Baby Bells. I put that in the guide <laughs> because Baby Bells, they're actually quite healthy. They've got, um, you know, it's just fats really to be honest because they've got some cheese in them. Um, and each Baby Bell is about 50 calories. So I can take, you know, two or three of them and, and you know, hit, hit some cal um, a high amount of calories through that time. 
you can have a large glass of milk, you can have one tablespoon of peanut butter, you can have some dark chocolate, you can have some chocolate that you like as well, just don't overdo it, but this would be a good time to get in, uh, squeeze in an extra few, you know, maybe two, three hundred calories or so, okay? And then get in plenty of fluids. Now, of course, if you're going to be going to sleep, go to sleep. If not, then you just do what you're doing then until steady time. And this is the biggie. This is where we get a lot of questions. Now, your best friends during steady time will be your slow digesting foods. So what, we, what we've seen a lot, the craziest one I've seen, guys are more kind of guilty of this one, is they wake up, have a cigarette, a glass of water, and then they go back to sleep. I, I do not understand that one. I, um, I don't know how they do it, but... I would say don't do that. Um, don't even just have a glass of water then go to sleep. I know what you're thinking just now. You're probably screaming to me just now, but yeah, but I'm not really, I'm not feeling hungry at any time. And I get that, okay? Now, this is not going to be easy, but you need to get something in you. If, you. if you're not concerned about your weight, then, you know, this podcast probably won't be that relevant because this is really for those that still want to be in shape and want to maintain some form of figure or even lose it, um, lose some, some weight during uh, during Ramadan, I think I've repeated myself there. Um, but if you're not concerned, then that's fine. But if you are, then this is where you do want to get a little bit of um, food in you. And it doesn't matter as long as it's something. So some of the common ones that I see, um, it can be things like porridge. It can be bran flakes. Um, you can have a protein granola. You can have a big protein smoothie with whole milk and nuts and stuff. So remember when you pair protein with fats, it slows the um, digestion down. Um, what else can you have? You can have whole eggs. Whole eggs is one of my favourites, actually. Um, I'm having like three or four eggs in an omelette. That's a brilliant one. And then have a cup of milk with that. Um, cottage cheese, another one. I spoke about this on Instagram the other day. This is a... I don't like to use the word superfood because there's no such thing as superfood. But if I'm going to be using superfood during Ramadan, this is one of my favourite superfoods. I've said that about ten times. Because cottage cheese is a form of dairy. Um, it's a form of something called a casein protein or casein, however you want to call it. Basically... As you digest and it gets broken down, your body takes longer to digest and absorb and get it to where it needs to be. So it can take anywhere between, I think it can be between six to nine hours. I could be wrong on that one, but that's a long time. And if you want to be feeling fuller for longer, these are the kinds of food you need to get. Now, cottage cheese does not taste as bad as it sounds. Give it a go. Um, I, I like it a lot. I have it, I even have it out with Ramadan actually at night time because I like to keep my muscles fed throughout the night. Um, there's a bit of debate around that, but in terms of feeling fuller and getting in protein, uh, cottage cheese is the ultimate food to have. And it's very cheap as well. I think it's like 50 or 60 pence per tub, which is phenomenal. So I don't know where that works out. I know we've got some some listeners in Pakistan and, and Canada, um, so I'm not sure what the currency would be there. But um, cottage cheese is brilliant, okay? So please remember, get plenty of um, protein um, kind of a dairy product would be your best friend. So even Greek yogurt is good because these are the foods that kind of slow down the digestion. So when you're getting in protein, um, that should be the number one thing you should be looking at. Protein shakes on their own, I probably say they won't be the most beneficial. Now, they will be beneficial in terms of hitting your protein, but in terms of keeping you full, it's a fast-acting protein, so it's not going to be the most satisfying. So if you are going to have, if you've got protein powder laying in the house, Put a scoop of that into your porridge or something so then you can pair it with something but don't have it on its own okay now fruit people have been asking about fruit as well fruit excellent again you can have some but i wouldn't rely solely on fruit because fruit sugars are kind of digested quite quickly and you'll be feeling quite fuller so this is this is why i say to a lot of people have your brown anything that's brown so your bran flakes your um brown kind of wheat cereals generally 
Um, brown bread, brown toast, if you want to have your omelette, you want to have a bit of toast, opt for the brown one. This will kind of take time to break down in the stomach and it'll keep you feeling fuller for longer. It's not a time, um, to, you know, to have white foods. I, I, I don't have an issue with white um, pastas and breads and um, potatoes and stuff. They're amazing. They're, they're, they're good. They just want to slow, you just want to pair up something else to slow digestion down. But during Ramadan, we need to focus for side time on foods that are going to keep you feeling fuller, okay? So if I'm going to be leaning towards one, I probably will be having a couple eggs one day, having a cottage cheese, some cottage cheese the other day. Um, those are the two that I rotate, and I'm boring. I can have the same things uh, during Ramadan, so that's what I typically like to do. But that's what you want to focus on, okay? So protein is what you, that's the kind of thing you want to look at. Carbohydrates I just spoke about, so... If you are wanting a cereal, try and get some oat bran or some, something like that. You can go for that, but you want to get a little bit of carbs in you if you can, and fats as well, okay? Now, this could be, again, some dark chocolate if you've got any. It can be a big handful of nuts, cashews, pistachios, almonds, um, whatever whatever one you like to have, go for it. Um, you can have peanut butter. Peanut butter is my favourite. Like, I'll, I'll honestly sometimes, before seri time, if I feel I've not hit my calories, I'll just get a big tablespoon. I'll just throw that back, and that's it. That's about two, three hundred calories right there. It's a lot. Um, so you can have um, peanut butter. It's one of my favorites. Avocado. Again, it's just your typical fat sources. Because like I said, there's no difference to any other time of the year. It's just when are you eating these foods? Because there are certain foods that can help during seri time to keep you feeling fuller for longer the next day and can help protect a bit of muscle loss, protect against a bit of muscle loss as well. Okay. So protein, fats, carbs, that's what you want. With seri time, just try to have more of your brown stuff have whole foods because that's what keep, will keep you feeling fuller for longer. Now again, you're probably still screaming to me, this is not going to be enough, but you know, it can be just as simple as having one fried egg and two bits of bread and we sandwich, okay? I mean, if that's what it comes down to, then go for it. Even if it's a couple of tablespoons of, of Greek yogurt, remember guys, there's a difference between Greek yogurt and Greek style yogurt. They're not the same thing. It's Greek yogurt. That's the superior one. And um, having some of that, that's fine. And maybe if worse comes to worse, then you can just have a protein smoothie. Maybe put it into a blender, have two scoops of whey, uh, you know, a cup of whole milk. Um, what can you do to increase fats? Maybe some dark chocolate or some peanut butter. Something like that, something to increase and elevate the fats. If you've got frozen fruit, maybe just throw some frozen fruit in there. But if you're combining it all together, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. But you want to have something, okay? Don't just fall into the trap of having water and then going to sleep. If you are worrying about muscle loss and if you want to keep fuller, you need to get some foods in you, okay? Now, a lot of the times, um, what you have for party time will kind of dictate your hunger levels for seri time, of course. So if you had a big fried meal, if you had something that was quite filling um, in a short space of time, you'll get hungrier quicker. But if you had grilled foods, baked foods, something that was a bit more... Um, healthier then you will notice you might not feel as hungry for seri time because those healthy foods that you had the good foods that you had um has taken time to digest which is a great thing so if you're going to be having anything for uh, if that time for example like white potatoes or some white bread or white pasta or white rice this would be a great time to have it for seri time for thari time i forgot to mention that so if you're going to be having potatoes don't have sweet potatoes have white ones if you want to have paninis or whatever, you can get away with having a 50-50 bread or a white bread. That's totally fine. Um, remember, white bread does not cause fat gain. I told you it's all about calories. Um, if you're going to want oven chips or air fried chips, and go for it with the white potatoes. White pasta, if you're having bolognese or chicken pasta or whatever it may be, you know, use white potato or white spaghetti. Again, totally fine. So having the white sources will be quite good because they hit your body a bit faster um, and it can um, get your... 
It may spike your blood sugar a bit higher, but you shouldn't worry too much about it unless it's a crazy high amount. But you'll basically be able to, especially if you're going to be training, you'll hit your system quicker and it will get your muscles filled up a little bit faster, okay? So that's when I would advocate using white sources. But for steady time, keep it slow. That's what you really need to focus on, guys, okay? Now, honestly, well, given the fact that this podcast has been double the time of my other ones, and that's all you need to focus on for Ramadan, okay? Just, um, it's the same amount of foods, maybe just at different times, but there's nothing else that changes. It's just the fact that you've got maybe, you know, between five and seven hours to eat, and that's it. Nothing else changes. I told you about the exercise, don't train fasted. If you want to do cardio or some form of light activity like a walk, yeah, you can do that fasted. Some people have been asking about kind of cardio before study time, and if they want to do it, do it for whatever reason you want. Don't do it for fat loss because it's not really the direct um, kind of method for fat loss. But if you did want to do it for fat loss, then you try and do it as close as you can to study time if possible, so you're not kind of dehydrated for too long because obviously you can you may pass out. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to do that. Um, so definitely, guys, that's what you need to be focusing on. Focus as much as you can on the food here. Don't stress too much about not being able to exercise. If you're respecting calories and you're keeping food in check, the best case scenario is your your um, weight maintaining, okay? If we can keep your weight somewhat the same, even take a progress picture, and if it stays the same, that's brilliant, okay? Because weight gain can be quite easy to do during a thirty time because people are hungry and you just want to stuff yourselves. So if you can get to a position whereby you finish the month and your weight's the same, you look the same, you have done tremendously well. Now, if you've lost body fat, even better, of course. Now, this is something we focus on anyway with our clients, but it requires a bit more meticulous tracking and just being a bit more careful with food choices. Um, but if you can do that, then of course, that would be the ultimate. But even just maintaining your weight would be a massive achievement. If you've gained, then of course, you'll know yourself that what you, you know, for next year, um, if, if you get a chance to have Ramadan next year, then you can absolutely take on board then. But if you if you if you go overboard, then you know yourself that this is not going to be easy to lose because when you gain weight, weight loss is a slow process and it just kills people when they gain weight during Ramadan, and then they do like another kind of bout of fasting after Ramadan, thinking they want to drop the weight again. But yeah, like I said, you'll drop weight, but you won't drop fat. Okay, so just please be very mindful that's the best word i can give you be very mindful during this month of what you eat and you can absolutely either maintain or even lose some weight it's 100 percent possible it's just like any other time of the year okay if you're worried about your gains don't be because you'd rather keep your body safe and be healthy especially with everything else that's going on and keep your body and lose a little bit of muscle mass but like i said your body will gain it back anyway so don't stress too much about it you've got time after Ramadan to then focus on what you need to do and then build your strength back up again. Okay, guys? So thank you very much, actually, for tuning in and, you know, listening on because this is the last step of 45 minutes or so. But, you know, there's a lot to be spoken about, especially when it comes to Ramadan. I have so much more that I could talk about, but I can't really cover it all in a podcast episode. So I might even do a live during Ramadan. I'll see. But this, uh, the stuff that I covered here, if it's something I didn't cover, I apologize for that. Please drop us a DM. But the stuff that I covered here was based on what people have been asking all the time. And I thought, okay, this is really what needs to be covered. Um, it's mainly around, can I lose weight? Will I gain weight? What foods should I be having? Um, and when can I exercise? Those are the typical questions that we get. So if I've missed something out, guys, please do, don't hesitate, drop us a message. And I'll be more than happy to take time out to send you a response. 
Um, but honestly, during Ramadan, I'll do as much as I can on Instagram to keep everyone updated and just kind of see how everyone's getting on. Please don't kind of hesitate to drop us a message if you've got a question about anything that we speak about. So you'll know, guys, for those that I've messaged, um, you'll know fine well. I, uh, you know, we take the time out to respond to you guys and give you proper detailed responses. It's never going to be a one-liner because um, I know that you guys need help. And if you do need help, please don't hesitate and get in touch. Okay, guys. So another question we got was our members one. It's still running during Ramadan because we we're doing like a Ramadan focus for it. So if you do want to join us in time for Ramadan, it's $9.99 a month. So it's £10 a month. Um, and uh, even post-Ramadan, we'll be helping you. We've been We've seen some amazing successes so far. We always post it up just to kind of um, put some social proof on it as well. So we've got um, lots of ladies with either zero experience or a little bit of experience who have come together. I'm coaching them all. We're all in one group and we're kind of helping one another to lose weight. And uh, so far, it's been a success. And I would never promote it if I didn't believe in it. It's 100% something I do believe in. So if you do want some assistance during Ramadan so you can carry it over after Ramadan, then do get in touch. I'll be more than happy to have you on board. Right guys, so I am going to go and have some food just now. I'm going to enjoy what I can today. And uh, if you've taken anything from this, please remember to share the podcast and share it um, with any loved ones or close ones, of course. And if there's anything that you took use for, you took value from during this podcast, then obviously helping us grow would be the most amazing thing in the world. And uh, we would appreciate that. So definitely leave a comment and a review. What we found actually is um apple apple listeners for with through apple devices can be the ones that leave comments due to the platform that we're using so it's a bit frustrating so if you're listening to this on an apple device then please feel free to drop us a comment and a review be honest about it and uh yeah that would help us grow but guys um take care hopefully everything goes well and uh, i'll be in touch with a lot of you during ramadan to make sure everything's getting everyone's getting on okay but as always any questions please feel free to drop us a message on social media. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.